You're listening to the Coronavirus Marketing Series on the Growth Manifesto podcast, a Zoom video series brought to you by Web Profits, where we talk about how to drive marketing and business success through the COVID-19 pandemic. This episode is a discussion with Sujit Patel, co-founder of the US arm of Web Profits and founder of SaaS companies like Mailshake, Voila Norbert, Write Inbox, Narrow, Link Texting, Pick and Q. So let's get into it. How are you? Is this your podcast setup? No, this You've... is just my office setup. And you have a standing yeah. desk, I can see. Yeah, I've been sitting all day and I had a fried chicken sandwich for lunch. So <laughs> I need to get this energy off. <laughs> fried chicken sandwich, is that a part of the diet? Is that just... Yeah, it's, the, the... Uh, it's a quarantine diet. Quarantine diet, yeah. I think I've been having the quarantine diet um, for the last month and I've... Now I just started to realize that um, this thing's going to probably keep going for a little bit longer. And um, if I keep doing this diet, um, it's going to be a very challenging time as soon as the quarantine's lifted. It's like, oh no, now I have to go to the gym all the time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like every, like every twice a day, just to make it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I think um, actually like just in the last seven days, um, I started walk twice a day in some of the meetings um, uh-huh. just so I can start to move and uh-huh. I'm getting my 10,000 steps. So nice. um, that's kind of like a small little hack that I learned last week um, from someone at um, the office. So, um, but how are you nice. going, man? Kind of how's everything? Yeah, good. Um, you know, um, things are kind of stabilized in the sense that like um, my day to day is a little bit more normal. Um, we've canceled, you know, we've cut back budget and, and kind of adjusted our marketing stuff. So it's not as crazy uh, busy with new initiatives and stuff. So, yeah. you know, day, day is surprisingly calm. I'm like, like ready to do more, but I'm like, just, I need a break because I just came off of, you know, COVID response team of like for six weeks. So. Well, just before we get into that, um, quick intro, um, so I'm talking with Sujin Patel. Um, he's a SaaS founder with companies like Mailshake, like Voila Norbert. That's how, he, that's how you say it, right? Voila Norbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Right Inbox, like Narrow, uh, Pick, Q, and he's a co-founder of the Web Profits arm in the US. Um, so welcome. That's the official welcome, Sujin. Um, good to <laughs> have you. you. <laughs> I was like, Likewise. I can get Sujin on the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. Um, but let's just start with what you just said a second ago. Um, yes. What was the whole, um, the COVID response thing, which you did across your SaaS yeah. companies. And just to be clear, yeah. like, like I'm going to be focusing on the SaaS side of things with you. Cause obviously like I'm doing a lot of talking about the agency side of things. And so with sure. this chat, we'll just focus on the SaaS side of things. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, um, and in COVID response, I think first and foremost is every company would figure out like, where is the, what, what's happening? who is our customers and what's happening? You know, we had one company that's like brick and mortar businesses. They're shut down like restaurants, retail, what have you. Another company that is um, right in box, like it, unaffected users. I mean, there was a handful of users that were affected, but a lot of them were like, there, there was a flood of buying. So it was like kind of the opposite scenario. Like finally some good news, right? Um, Mailshake and some others like marketing budgets were cut, clients were cut, you know, um, you know, stuff like that. So we're trying to figure out like, 
what do we do to like one make this thing predictable and know what's going to happen Two, like what is happening so we can appropriately adjust not 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 necessarily just our offering but like what we can do to save that customer right and then on the flip side what's happening on the marketing and sales front um, so that we could better sell and, and, and market to those customers too. So we kind of had to do all of it all at once. So long story short, it changed our whole sales process. It changed our customer support and customer success process. And we kind of made this new rogue team that's like helps specifically with COVID. Uh, we pe- people that were helps talk to or communicate with people that were affected by COVID shutdown. Um, when I say shutdown, I mean, it's not most people, like, I don't think I had one person say, I got sick for two weeks. You know, I had people saying my business is screwed because it's closed right now or I lost yeah. like 90% of my revenue. What do I do? Uh, it's more of those, right? So it's not health. It's a purely financial. Yeah. So what do yeah. we do to save them? Okay. Natural thing was like, let's give a discount. Right. But like that can get wildly out of control, you know, um, in, 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 in one of our companies, um, we did a like when you actually check out when you actually go to cancel you get a prompt that says like hey were you affected by covid um like yes i was okay cool we're gonna help we're gonna help secure your like you're gonna be good you're not gonna pay for why your business is down that was pretty much the offer right and that saved like a third or half of people it started with a half and then it kind of went down um, and then we would manually reach out to all the people who didn't take that offer just, in, just as a, as a, as a secondary human touch. Yeah. Um, and we just gave them like in this particular business, it was a lot of brick and mortar. They were businesses were making zero revenue. So we're like, Hey, look, stay on board and you won't pay while you're down. As soon as you come back up, you'll pay. If it's a month, two months, three months, six months, you won't pay. Like whatever it is, you won't pay. Um, uh, if we do that same thing at Mailshake, even our best paying customers just take the, take us up on an offer. It would, it would blow up in our face and we would lose our, lose so much revenue. Now I don't say this because like I'm cold hearted and I want all the money in the world. Like that'd be nice. But like, if we lose revenue, we lose employees, right? Like yeah. I don't want to lose my employees either. And then if we lose employees, they stop buying stuff. And then like, it's just like a trickling chain, right? Exactly. So how can my company like help or my companies? Right. So, um, little bit of discounting very limited time frames right um, a lot of understanding a lot of helping people a lot of training uh on remote sales remote selling um the like how to even do a covid related thing just as i'm doing now it's like hey here's what i'm doing here's what i did um some a few free months here and there um lots of case-by-case basis stuff right like 90 yep. percent of what we did was a case-by-case basis but the team know how to deal with it because we put like a person or two dedicated to that on it. And they did other To those specific cases? No. So like our COVID related issues were handled by one or two people and they did that every day. And that wasn't the only thing they did. That was just like, they did that in addition to their normal role, but then they were better prepped to say, okay, if this happens, this happens. And, and you know, there was some, there's a lot of them. I wouldn't say a lot, but a handful of abuse, right? Like, Hey, my friend got a free month. How do I get a free month? Well, you know, mm-hmm. somebody's f- friend got like a year for free. Right. And, you know, so it's really like, we just did it on a case by case basis to, um, to save kind of face. Um, mm-hmm. yep. and then we were trying to think of what can we do that are like 
that uh, what can we offer that were not free? Uh, I mean, sorry, that one didn't cost anything. They were free for us, but very beneficial. So like education, right? What can we do? Um, so we created a lot on, on, the, on the business that was targeting retailers and uh, restaurants and you know whatnot. We created content on like how a business can improve during their downtime. Like get reviews for your Yelp and Google Maps page, get your business listing, right? Like um, ask every one of your customers to like post a picture of what they ate. Like don't ask for a review, send a picture, do some construction, like get your business ops in order, right? Like use zero, use, you know, whatever, right? So like, it's like stuff like that, that we did that like, it's free for us. I mean, we just write content all day, it's n normal business, but to that one person, you know, the five people or whoever, you know, implemented that when their business comes back, it could be, you know, much better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for sharing um, those challenges. Um, Cause I'm sure they want to hear. Huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I actually just want to hear more. I'm going to go into like a lot of them um, now as well. But I think um, there's so many parts to that. Um, let's start by um, like how kind of intense was that last six weeks in so terms like of, because you have a few, because you had like a yeah. few companies that you had to kind of have kind of like affect that all on at the same time. And you had to kind of, yeah kind of have a look at all of them, right? And yes, how hard was it like, at the time? Because it's still happening-ish, um, but you just said at the I beginning, it's hair, kind would, of relaxed. <laughs> yeah, if I had any hair, I would have lost it all. Like, it's just like, it, it was, um, I think on an emotion, like, so I would say an emotional level hardest, physical level second hardest, and then like a secondary personal level, very, like, it's still emotion, but like, professional po uh, emotion. I'll explain that in a second, but on a personal level, very difficult because uh, we had to make some tough decisions. You know, a few people did get laid off in the situation and we actually like, I did, I worked really hard to find jobs for people who got laid off. Um, I made intros. Now I can't make a guarantee. Right. But like I made intros to like a recruiter. I made intros to like, I sent people like job listings at remote sites. Like, I try to go above and beyond because I thought the people we had, the four people we let go through this whole process, which that was, that's about like seven, 6% of our staff, right? 7% uh, of our staff. So it's, it's a, statistically it's not that big, but like four people's livelihoods were adjusted during a hard yep. time. Right. So, yep. um, but that part, what I actually mean is like my, so I was affected by COVID too. Right. So like, my kids daycare clothes so like now i have an 18 month old running around in the background my wife and i are trying to figure out how to work and this is the time i should be i, I have to work like 12 hour days right so like yeah like so personally i was just destroyed from like the amount of energy expended to just work to show up to work a regular day and then i had the long like this long day right and so um yeah i think in the emotional level i would say is like we're going to lose a lot of money. I'm going to work twice as hard and that's mm -hmm. okay. Right. Just like, I'm completely accepted that like, it's going to be a shitty year, mm -hmm. but one, I feel better because it's going to be shitty for everybody. You know, like just let, let's just erase this from our memories. Right. Um, yeah, 2021 is our year. You know, like yeah. in 2019, it was like 2020 is our year. And then in January, it's like, wait, 2021, <laughs> wait, 2021 is going to be our year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think like, I don't find solace in like everyone 
feeling the burn together. I just mean like the bar is that everyone feels the pain. And so it's just the new nature. Um, yeah, and then stomaching the fact that like my businesses that were doubling year over year are now just going flat or losing a little bit. And that's the best case scenario. And I'm happy about that, right? And that's with um, you putting all that time in, right? That's with, that's with you putting everything in for six weeks yeah. to just make sure that it stays at that level, and right? Taking, and taking pay cuts so, like for myself. Um, so like working harder just to work, working harder at work, getting paid less. And then my, the ROI of me working harder is that we break even at best, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. to me, that's like a punch in the face, a, a, a punch in the stomach, a kick in the nuts all at one time, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think what's, um, what's interesting about that conversation is like, like I think, you know, because I've been like in the same scenario, right? Like what's this been going for six weeks now roughly? I don't know. It feels like, again, four years, but I think, yeah, I don't know, four to six weeks, maybe six weeks, five, six weeks, but um, like kind of instantly, everyone's on lockdown. Um, the, kind of the whole world's changed. Um, you're needing to make some huge, um, huge decisions in the company. Now everyone's at home. Your children are home. The workload's completely a little different. Your partner will have kind of like challenges themselves. Um, you're trying to not get the coronavirus at the same time. You're trying to be kind of like tactful in terms of actually like how you change everything, but you still need to change everything and you still need to be aggressive to ensure that at the end of this, you're at the best possible level like in a very bad scenario, right? And so, yeah, it's so exhausting, right? And then at the same time, trying to be healthy, I mean, that went out the window for me. Like I was yeah, just like, yeah, hey, no, I'm no, gonna no, eat no, chocolate and cereal and pizza. And I went a bit too crazy, which is why, like, you know, we're now at the stage where everyone's kind of over lockdown. It's like, okay, well, it's gonna be life after this. In that first month, I think the like emotional stress um, would have been really hard for like a lot of people, you know? And like yeah. relationships would have been kind of strained sometimes as well, right? Because like you're just now at home trying to find a balance, trying to be everything, trying to fit it all in, can't fit it all in. It's not possible, you know? And I think, you know, that's, um, that's something that I don't think like a lot of people are speaking about, you know, just from the professional side of things, just yeah. kind of that balance, you know? And I've never been somebody that's been that good at balance anyway, but now you're kind of being forced to because now you're just at home. There's no place where someone's going to go and have like their day at work or, you know, like you're home. And it's like, yeah. that's what's happening, you know? And, and then you have to make everything like succeed so that you keep your staff, you keep everything going. Like all the work which you've done over the past five, 10, 15 like, years is not just gone because of a virus, right? And I think mm -hmm. a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. Yeah. It all happens at one time. I think a, a, good, a, a good human, like a good capable person could handle maybe three or four of those things. Mm. Like someone ex exceptional could handle maybe five or six but like 10 things at one time just as yeah. tough right and then and this is a healthy person right so it's yeah it's tough right like imagine if you got sick and and side side story here uh my wife is pregnant and so we like with, she did get with, sick with with twins yep. with twins. <laughs> yeah twins. it's what i want to so know that as well 
Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, I have a leg and shoulder injury, which I was supposed to get surgery on my left leg, on my left knee. Um, that, anyways, um, so like I have all like a list of medical issues for my wife and myself, and we ended up having to go to the hospital. Um, she had an issue. She's fine. Um, we got to the ER. We got admitted, and uh, an overzealous doctor is like, "Hey, like, just because you're pregnant, you have this mild fever. Just double check you got." you don't have coronavirus, you eligible for a test. I'm like, no, no, no. They kind of like, they twisted our arm to do it. Anyways, when you say yes to doing a coronavirus test at a hospital, you get quarantined inside the hospital. So we're like in a hospital room. Wow. For like a, a day and a half. Um, so like personal level, like I was just done. And like, I have an 18 month old. So I was trying to like figure life out. I felt like I was an 18 year old, like graduating college. I'm like, what do I do now? But I had like rent to pay tomorrow, but I have no job to pay. It was just like, I was like, what, what do I do? Right. So it's like in my world, like coronavirus is like here. And then the other shit I'm dealing with is like here. Right. So like, but it's stacked together. So yeah, very hard. But uh, here I am. It's for, it's been about seven weeks for me. Um, yeah. Since all this stuff has happened, I have a smile on my face very low stress again um accepting my faith of like the year is going to suck um but and i'm healthy and even if i wasn't you figure out how to get healthy again you know like yeah it's um it's kind of one of those um um challenging um things where and this is something that we were talking about in our own marketing as well which is around like you need to be marketing you need to be selling but you need to be aware that there's a global pandemic going on. So you can't be insensitive. And so that balance is like super difficult because like I was saying um, to somebody um, the other day, I was like, look, like I'm trying to at, um, to at the end of this um, to be stronger, you know, like, yes, that's going to be the hardest thing possible in the world to do, but that's still the goal. Um, but the one proviso is that you just don't get coronavirus, right? <laughs> like, like, like it's so, it's so, um, you know, so focused on the business side of things, but the stories I've heard of the people that actually have had the coronavirus and how it yeah. just kind of just knocks you out for a long time. Um, like it's scary, right? <laughs> like it's kind of like you just, and you don't know what it is or basically who's got it and kind of how long it's based on some packaging and so now you know we're washing the supermarket stuff because like i don't know right and so yeah. yeah look it is um it's it's um it's challenging it's i think this is the hardest thing i've ever had to deal with right like is this scenario in terms of the business side of things you know yeah one of the things i find um helps motivate me to keep going and um like think about the end and, and past that is like just think about like a year from now when let's just say you're 70% recovered from this. Maybe let's just call it two years from now. You're 80% recovered, 70%, whatever. Um, you're not hundred percent. You're better than you are now, but you're not hundred percent recovered, which is kind of what the story is going to be for most businesses. Um, and then you have a problem to deal with. It's like, Oh, I can deal with one problem. That's easy. I can do it close. I can do it on a Saturday morning at 4 a.m. It doesn't matter. And I could have gotten out drinking and I just got home an hour ago. Like that problem is so easy when you've dealt with 10 at one yeah. time. No, it's not 10, but I would say the financial impact is like the great, is the equivalent of five, <laughs> right? Like it's just like an extreme. Um, 
So I, I think this, the, the grit as an entrepreneur, as a founder, as a, as a marketing leader, even as a working professional, right? Like um, even as an intern, like if you can do it here, you can perform it, it walking with this amount of gravity, you can run a marathon in a year and it feels yeah. less than walking. Right. So like put in the time it's forced. Congratulations. Everybody now has to get a black belt in living and, and then you move <laughs> on, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's a super point. And that's not something I've actually considered yet, but it's like, yeah, like this is, this is certainly just going to be, um, a very important experience for everyone that's involved in this at the moment is from like a work perspective on, on kind of like how to step it up and the possibility that it can then that you can operate at this level, right? Like, mm -hmm. and that like there's a pandemic going on and we can all still come um, t together through Zoom um, and Slack and Asana and all the digital platforms mm -hmm. and perform and perform in an environment that's probably the most challenging. Well, I hope it's going to be the most challenging of my lifetime. Um, like it has been so far. Um, and so I do think there's um, some side benefits there, um, which I kind of hadn't considered. Um, so that's really interesting. You know, um, I think everyone's just so busy just trying to balance everything, survive, kind of handle the biggest problems. Like, you know, like, like in interviews, how they say, you know, could you tell me a time where you had to prioritize conflicting <laughs> challenges. I got you. I, I got, got you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, let me tell you the story about the coronavirus pandemic and, you know, kind of how we had to like, adapt everything and balance kind of family life and health and this and that, you know, and I think um, it's something which everyone has to deal with. But I also think that not everyone is like dealing with it the same way. You know, I think um, some people are stepping up. Some people are just stuck and they're just kind of, they're not sure what to do, right? Like, and they haven't pivoted fast enough or adapted fast enough or know how to do it. So have you got any advice for them? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, think about, you know, if you're in the role, you're in the world of like, I don't know, I can't find my footing. You don't need to find, don't, don't think about like the next five-year plan, right? Think about like, what are you gonna do month one, month two, month three? That's the five-year plan, right? Like. Month one, I'm just going to like get through my day. That's my goal. At the end of the month, at the end of the week, I just want to get through my day without dying, right? Like literally, right? In some cases, I just think like break this down into smaller chunks and then think about what you're doing in your day, in your role, in your life that has the biggest, like what is, like, just make a list of everything you have to do. And then think about like, what's the three or four biggest things you need to do, right? Like I personally hate going to the grocery store, but I'm the only one in my family who can do so. Like I can't have my wife go. She's um, the most vulnerable. Can't my one 18 month old, he just doesn't know how to shop or talk yet. Right. Can't drive a car. He's pretty much useless. Um, and, and then, um, and then all the online places are all fucking broken. They're all just like, then none of them work or fast enough. You know, there's only so many bugs. So I got to go. Right. Like now I, you know, a month ago or two months ago, I really hated grocery shopping. It was like the worst thing in my list. I would ne I would refuse to go. I mean, I just rather not eat. Right? But like, this is my normal. Like, I need food to survive. I found 8 a.m. is the best place, best time to go. So anyways, my, my point being is like, figure out what's the most important things for your, like, your health. Um, uh, you know, like, so you can't go to the gym. Okay, take a walk. 
like you were saying, you walk twice a day or you walk in your office, like take a yeah. walk. I, I get more, I get about 10,000 steps in too. I'm just looking at my stuff. Um, and I, I don't leave my house most of the time. I have bad allergies. So leaving my house means I like sneeze and um, have all and then everyone thinks you got coronavirus because you'll sneeze and they're like, this yeah. guy. Oh, but sneeze, sneezing isn't a part of a, uh, sneezing isn't a part of a symptom. Oh, it's a sore throat, right? Sore throat. Yeah, sore cough, throat. As if you can tell fever. what that looks. Yeah, so, uh, I have a sore th- yeah, that guy looks like he has a sore throat, you know. Anyways, um, so yeah, just think about the big things you got going on that are important to your living, your survival. And then think about what's the second challenge is like, what can you do to make you happy, right? So one of the things I do is I take a walk um, around I have coffee outside. I listen to a podcast for 15, 20 minutes. Like, I don't care what's going on. That's all I do. And it's not a podcast about what crap is going on in the world. It's just something I always wanted to do. So that's it. And um, I started watching. Another thing I do is um, like for entertainment during lunch, because I'm sitting on my desk at, and I don't want to work. I just need to take a break. I watch all the great thing about the internet is that there's everything on there. So I watch on YouTube all the past, um, conferences I wanted to go to and I watch, I just look up like X conference and Y topic. So like I'm watching like a 50 video playlist right now of 50 product management talks, right? Like over the last decade, uh, probably like six years now. So like, that's going to give me like a master's degree in product management. Now, like in my role, I do product related work. So boom, like it correlates right then and now. Right. And it's like, you know, like I said earlier, like when you're done with this a year from now, two years from now, whatever challenge you come up with, it's going to be like, like you can run a marathon because you've already walked 50 of them right now, right? Back to back without a break. Um, and so it's like that. It's like you've learned all this stuff and it's just like way easier, right? So. Okay. And then so from the business perspective, like, like if somebody's stuck um, in terms of business, like like what's a good place to start, you know, like they're like, Oh, so all my businesses now, you know, shrunk. Um, like I've been like in the defense mode, trying to cut costs, right. Which is what basically everybody like in the business world has done. Um, and they're not sure what to do next. You know, what would you advise them? I think the big thing is what can you do next that can get you out of this hole? What's like, not a long shot. Like, I think getting all those long shots, unproven channels you're working on in marketing makes sense to stop doing now, right? But like, if SEO is your bread and butter, like you should be doubling down on that. You should be looking at what are trending opportunities? What can I do to make my business um, not COVID proof? What happens after COVID, right? Like, so if you're a restaurant, how do you make your business streamlined for takeout orders? Because there's going to be mostly that when you come back, right? Or maybe not mostly that when you come back forever, but the six months after that, it will be, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it's like thinking about like, what's next with your business? So you have an agency, right? Um, what what happens and you lose, really don't, let's just make an estimate. You lost 70% of your business. Well, how do you, are we gonna just gain it back? Um, what's the best structure? Maybe you should think about what are the most profitable a, uh, marketing channels that we provided for clients. What are the most um, um, beneficial for the client? Like, what are like, maybe you and don't build everything back. You usually shouldn't. You should build the strong things back. And you should think about like, what are the things I should be doing that are scalable, profitable, 
and beneficial to the, you know, the customer or whatever. Um, so I think those are kind of some ways I would look at it. Um, maybe you look at like your team and your role at the team, right? Like um, I've been through a, a shitty situation where I had a business, I was in the wrong role. I was a CEO and really I was long past that CEO, CEO role. And, and before the CEO, I was like the head of marketing. And before I was the head of marketing, I was like the SEO manager. And every time I got out of that role, I hired someone better. So, and although I'm saying to spend money in a time where money is tight, maybe you should think about who are the hires you need to have to build the organization that you want to be a part of and what's your role. I, I, le I learned a long time ago, I probably don't want to be CEO ever again. Um, it turns out I actually do. I just want to have a better leadership team <laughs> around me. Um, yeah. Or, you know, again, like, um, or these are the things I'm really good at. Like, I really hate the finance part. So of the CEO part, <laughs> I need a strong finance person so that they can walk, they can talk to me like I'm an eight-year-old when it comes to the finances part, right? And then yep. turns out I just need to get a little bit better at finances. So what are things you can upskill yourself on? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, it's, um, it's interesting because I think um, there's a possibility for quite a lot of organizations to change what they do. It's just really difficult, you know? And so I think um, taking those steps at the same time, like, like as being kind of like, like that's more of an offensive approach. Yeah. Like, like it's basically, you know, we're trying to now start to attack um, and up to, to this point, you know, so we've just been kind of like defending. Right. And so I think, um, I think, what's kind of happening right now is that not everything is going to be the same after this. And I think um, the people, the companies that put all the effort in now to shift how they sell and to shift what they sell, especially if they can sell something right now, they're going to be the ones who come out stronger. I think all the restaurants and stuff, they're going to be okay. Like if they can survive this, like I can't wait to go back and eat food out again. I can't wait to have some nice wine, a steak, not wash the dishes, you know, have a dessert, have hot chips, have all the different parts, which I just love to have, you know, like, like I used to eat out way too much. Um, and now I've had like a hiatus from that for the last two months almost. Right. And so look, I think like on that side of things, like all of kind of, the food and stuff like that's going to be there, you know, like, like it may change hands because they couldn't afford to last it out, but someone else is going to come. And I think that whole thing is going to be the same. I think anything um, which you can sell kind of online or that's a service, you know, like especially kind of on the B2B side of things, it's all about changing stuff. Like, like, like it's all about changing stuff now, right? Like it's all about um, trying to see actually how, you can be relevant and how you can be helpful right now. Like, and if you can shift, especially if it's um, like a service where it's, it's basically staff, it's systems and it's basically um, the company behind that, but there's no product. Like it's not like, you know, some SaaS, right? Where you've got the software, you can adjust it like a little bit, but you can't change the whole thing overnight, but services, they can change their service overnight. You know, mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot of companies that are like that. Um, but I digress. Um, you spoke before about like you had to change everything from a customer service perspective. But what did you change? 
so um yeah i mean like the like you know for customer service there's probably maybe 10 to 12 percent of issues that come in are related to billing it's inverted right billing became the new like that's the most common thing and then there's a there was subcategories underneath there right yep um and and there was just kind of dealing with the unknowns right uh, i allowed you know, I kind of empowered the team to say, okay, if it's under X amount of dollars, you make the decision. If it's under from X to Y, two people need to make the decision. Like two people should look at it. And if it's more than Y, I want to be involved, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that I can take the hit if it's, if I make the wrong decision. And I'm not going to say it's the right, I never have made, I've never always made the right decisions, but then at least there's like a triage, right? So st- stuff like that. Now, again, like the whole process of everything we've had just like broke. Because yeah. if we just kept using that old process, if we just said no refunds, sorry, look at our terms of service or like no, no discounts, then like our competitors would be eating our lunch. Right. So, yeah. or, or like then user loses, we lose. And, and then, then what, like someone, they're going to go somewhere anyways, or, or maybe they go nowhere. So they don't do that thing. Right. So um, it was that it was thinking about how we can be helpful, right. Um, changing the email copy around or, um, you know, um, change again, like optimizing certain things or, um, sending time be different, right? Like, so for example, you know, if you like how many emails you get from CEOs saying like a message from our CEO regarding COVID, like how many fake bullshit, like, like high level fluff did you get? Right. Long emails that kind of said nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, so in a world where like now like being in the email space with three companies in the email space, um, time to send emails, you're dealing with a lot of crowded emails right now. Right. Um, so how do you stand out? It's a little different than it was before. Right. Um, because there's so many COVID related things or so many, like, let's say you're normally used to selling to a certain audience and now they're all working from home and now yeah. the stakeholder needs to get the buy-in from i mean the person who's buying it needs to get the uh the the ceo's approval but like they're they're all struggling and they're trying to save their business so like now all of a sudden you're fighting against a more crowded inbox and the people who really don't have as much time and they all are concerned about money when like price at mailshake and right inbox we used to always win on price that was that we were we were one of the lowest costs in the market for our, our space and so Pricing wasn't the biggest issue. And now all of a sudden pricing is the issue. Always. Yeah. Right. Even if it's not, it's an issue, right? Um, time. Like people would just go and use the software. And now we're like, they're like, well, should we do this right now? I don't know. Like, well, well, like, like they have to deal with their emotional element as well. So it's just like the same stuff we're dealing with our customers are dealing with. And so um, we had to figure out ways to kind of cope with that. Now, I'm not giving specifics because there wasn't a one size fits all. And I would say the solution is actually not the problem. Like that's not what you should think about. Think about what your customers, if you're, if you're a service, uh, whatever business you are in uh, SaaS service, whatever, um, think about what things your customers, your buyers, your ICPs, your personas, whatever you want to call them, what they're dealing with. Like the challenges and their goals are different now. And they might be temporary or they might be permanent. The, the challenges of budget, time, 
um, whatever are different, right? So for example, everyone is working remote where like a lot of our customers we sold to, although we were always remote, our customers were like, oh, let me go bring my boss or let me go bring this person. And, and, um, but now that person's busy and they're not even in the same office. Um, and so um, we, instead of, you know, trying to coordinate that, we, at the end of our follow-up, it's like, um, at the end of our meeting, we do a follow-up that sends people uh, a link to a demo for their boss, right? Um, or like a, a two-minute version of something, right? Like, so those are ways you can streamline the process to yeah. help get everybody caught up, right? Because to get your boss to come on a meeting with you and then like schedule it out when they're really busy dealing with all the stuff that they've got on their plate might be two weeks. And in two weeks, that person might be out of business. Mm. that client might just be gone and then like again well another like less crazy way to look at this would be in two weeks they're not thinking about buying your software anymore they've moved on to 15 other problems you've got to deal with right and so the buyer cycle purchasing cycle change maybe shrunk elongated pause whatever Mm. it's 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 um it's it's it seems that well i think like it is that the SaaS market is this kind of similar to the B2B market, right? Like it's selling to businesses kind of the majority of the time, right? Sometimes it's, yeah. but sometimes it's to consumers, but most of the time it's to businesses. So from a B2B perspective, um, price is a kind of like a huge thing right now. And I think you're not competing against the other companies out there. You're competing against but them just not spending money with you. Like, like, or spending money at all yeah so they're just like cool so should i spend money at all right now and like of course i'm gonna spend this money am i gonna have the time to use this software to use this service right and then what do i say myself like what do i email people about like we're an email we're an email tool right yes what the heck do i who do i sell to who do i market to who do i you know outreach to so like everything underneath the buying decision has collapsed but it's not collapsed it's changed but if i were an unknown if i were selling to myself a business owner who's dealing with a bunch of stuff to me it's collapsed the reality is it hasn't it's changed this has changed when i what time of the day i email has changed my strategy has changed the cost of which I'm willing to pay has changed. Everything has changed. And so as a salesperson, you have to navigate the different things and you can get there, but it's like a maze, which one do you solve first, which one, you know? And I, so I think like what I typically say, and I always do, and I, I see the web profits team do this, is consultative selling. Be helpful, be educational, um, solve the problem. Like, okay, well, what are you trying to do? Let's put our solution to the side. Like, what's your biggest concern? Budget? Okay, well, let's, Let's get to that at the end. What is the next one? Well, let's just say we can work with you on the budget. Yep. Check, right, for one second. Then you get to the core of the problem. Oh, what if the messaging isn't well? Well, let's review it together. Cool. At the end of like an hour call, you might have just done all their work for them and just solved all of their concerns by saying, well, you can adjust the copy here or do this or like, you know, whatever. Or no, what, you know what? That's not going to work. That's where you need to change. You know, your offering is too big or like too expensive. Yep. you know blah 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 so i i don't have the specifics i just know that like navigating it through the zigzags is possible yeah and i have to say in three of our companies three out of the eight 
um, we had our biggest months ever last month. And April will be beating those months. So two months in a row with our best numbers ever. Now, top line revenue, not net new. So our churn is also obviously much, much higher. But yep. to sell the best two months in this worst two, eight, seven weeks, eight weeks, depending on where you are at, of of a year of your of of your of a decade um it is a pretty big accomplishment i would say and and just moving it you know moving at the speed of light in the sense that like we had no strategy we we piecemealed it together after doing five or six different you know i guess calls and 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 things worked so so did did you have the best months ever um, just because of the demand increase or was it things which you changed? Uh, there was actually demand decrease. Demand decrease, but you changed. still, it's things you our changed. Close rate, our close rate went up um, on the sales front. Um, and then um, we did a lot more things to improve the conversion rate. So our responses, right? Like you look at the web profits. I know we're talking about SaaS, but just take a look at the web profits.agency website. Yep. It is about COVID the response rate is COVID related, right? Like it is all about the messaging, right? So if whatever, you know, what business you're in, adjust the messaging, play with that. You can get, depending on how much traffic you can have, you have, you can get data back in very quickly. Yes. Same thing with your sales pitch, change that, adjust it, um, play with that, what works and your approach. Um, you want more traffic, well, like wrong time, dude, not going to get more traffic right now, right? Like, or, or maybe maybe it is the right time to get more traffic because traffic is cheaper mm. if your messaging is right, right? So um, messaging's at the core depends. though. Yeah, so messaging is the core, that was yeah. at the core of kind of what changed in those three companies, right? That kind of changed things around. And you kind of just, like I think because, you know, one of the, the um, objections, that's the closest, the closest word I can think of right now when you hear a company succeeding is like, oh, their product was in demand. Their product was in demand. And so they didn't even have to try that hard. And so, yeah, you know, they're lucky. But actually, the message makes a huge kind of impact in kind of just capturing that demand. Is that right? Absolutely. And especially now more than ever, where emotions are high, if you can get somebody to pull the trigger on that emotion, um, meaning you re- your message resonates with them. Yes. At, at a, it, it, it's already going to be a slightly deeper level because of the fact that everybody's kind of already at an emotional state, right? Yep. Like you and I are at a higher emotional state than we ever have been. Um, and that's the case. Like No matter what, like we're all just a little bit on edge. And, and that could be a good thing or a bad thing, right? So you have to play very, so very good example of a bad thing. President Trump talking about digesting whatever, right? Bleach. Bad thing. Bad. Whatever you think of the guy, that's not the right statement to say. Now, if he, if somebody at his stature said that and it wasn't during this time, not as bad of a thing, right? Like, uh, or, or like if you just tied it back a little bit, yeah. it could have been okay. So like it just really, uh, I think the, the biggest thing I'm saying here is right now sales and marketing people need to first treat the emotions related to um, what's happening to the prospect, to the visitor, to the potential buyer. 
Great and whether point. it's an ad or or um, a, a call or demo or whatever. Yep. Um, how long do you think the um, the COVID nineteen risk like like the messaging around COVID nineteen is going to be relevant for you know because I mean are people already starting to get sick of it like or not like Probably. I'm starting to see it a little bit where like I think everyone's kind of over lockdown they just want to get out right they're like yeah. you're you know we've been here for a while now um, COVID nineteen still captures the eyes like if i say for example if i'm looking at some subject lines in my emails and something very specific about COVID 19 where everything else is still that standard stuff right that and they haven't changed anything but like how long do you think it will be relevant before it needs to change um i think the so it's a hard question to be clear right (laughs) i'm just asking like your opinion yeah, yeah, so my, I mean, what I think is that, like, you have to play this on a week-by-week week basis, right? Banner blindness, messaging, like, fatigue happens, right? We're, we're dealing with the unknown black swan of, like, an issue, right? But I mean, like, I think just look at it week-by-week week and see if the performance starts to tank, right? Um, I think as long as there's a health issue, the health play works, right? Like, sorry, if you say COVID-19. Once the, the once we're past the health issue and the kind of things start to open up, which in the U.S. kind of now they're starting to open up, well, then there's the like things are coming back to the uh, post-COVID, right? And yeah. what, what happens after that? Like, does this depending on how this plays out? Is there a, like a resurgence of COVID? It, like, play the waves, right? We're in the wave of COVID's knee deep right now. There's still the health concern. Yeah. After that, there's another concern. After that, there's another issue. So kind of. I guess trying to stay relevant or maybe even another way around this is like nobody has all the answers. So maybe you're one of those people who says, here's how this thing plays out yeah, or can play out. And then here's what you can do. Right. So like, just go with that approach. Right. Um, I think one of the first things people said was like when the stock market started in the U S started tanking, people yeah. are, Hey, don't, don't freak out historically. And they like, I think some analysts did like a, a comparison over the last hundred years or something since the stock market existed. Anytime there was a crash, generally speaking, it got to positive 12 months within 12 months. Now we're dealing with the health crisis and then the yep. financial crisis underneath it. Mm-hmm. So this has to be removed before this can apply, but this is historical you know, data. So I don't know. Um, I, I would just say like things are going to be relevant for a while and nobody has the answer, test it week by week. I think what used to be a month or two of testing is yeah. now a week or two. And then like in a month or two, it might not be relevant anymore. So it's very, it sounds like it's very active. And I mean, you know, that's exactly the experience kind of that we're having just with ourselves and with our clients, right? It's very active right now. Like the, um, the messaging is changing. Like you can, you can absolutely perform in this time and you can absolutely just get, leads and sales and all that stuff in this time it just requires massive amount of um kind of effort and work and kind of like ability like you actually need to be pretty good at it like you can't fumble your way into it because at the moment you fumble like if you fumble your way into it you you can get it wrong um and it might just not work and you could hurt your brand right so there's a way to do it but it does sound like 
um, it's extremely active right now, you know, like per week, per week, per week, changing everything every single week and having a look at everything. And, you know, like, you know, we changed our website um, across all three regions um, four weeks ago and we changed it in three days. Now I'm at the point where I'm thinking, um, I think it needs to change again. You know, I think like that message was relevant, was, was the most relevant message at the time. The times have changed pretty quick. And so now like how big is, well, how hard is it? Change all your messaging again across your website, across your content, across your Facebook ads, across everything else. Right. And I think, but that's what it is. That's what it is. Right. Um, yeah. It's yeah. going back to startup base. It's, it's going back to like, let's just assume everything you knew about, like, let's, doesn't matter if you're like a billion dollar business or you're, you know, million dollar business, act like a startup, move fast, move, be nimble. Okay. You know, your, your content and marketing messages are going to change. Make something where you can allow it to change quickly. Right. Um, yeah. Change your headlines and sub headlines and like, don't make it so you have to re-record a video every time and produce it, right? So I think be smart with the fact that you need to be agile. Um, and, and I think like uh, the, the other thing about this is, um, although it's a bad time to think long-term, think long-term, like two things. How are you gonna make it past this time? So do you have the financial runway to make it past whatever? So, you know, one thing I did at my business all my businesses and my partner and I did this in a week, actually like a Thursday through Monday. Um, we did a, a, a okay, a bad, a worse financial planning. Yep. And we operated as if it was in the bad, but ready to go to worse. And it turns out, okay was like, uh, let's just keep it simple. Okay was negative 10%. So 10% decrease. Bad was 20%. Worse was like, 40%, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Play with those numbers, depending on what's happening over a course of a week or two or three weeks, whatever, right. but operate in the bad. So you're going to be like that and then be able to move quickly. Right. And so um, let's say, you know, you're going to have, maybe have to do layoffs. Well, tell the, if you know, like prepare the people you need, who you need to absolutely run your business. Right. Um, and, and the others or the people you think might come in, maybe you have that conversation saying, look, here's, here's what's happening. We're going to hold on tight here. It's time to be humane, right? If you know, try to be forward thinking. The other thing is invest in your future. So like at Mailshake, we've actually, we actually hired two devs. Uh, why? It's a good time to hire because staff, people will take jobs for a little less money, right? Um, good, good good time to hire essentially and there's a lot of good people out there to hire but we're we're building like a sales engagement platform so we're doubling down on building and we know we can keep we can build and roll out during this slow time well it's not slow it's just different right like um, slow for growth <laughs> it's slow for growth we're going to be we'll, we'll be happy being like it would be my dream if we can end the next this next six month period being flat right? Or a little up. Um, like, I mean, like 1% up or 2% mm. um, when we were on pace to double, right? And so our reality is adjusted. But yeah, build, invest in R&D, build new product, do new things. Yeah. I, I do think on the SaaS front, you can build a, like a Skunk Works team, one or two devs, 
to go quickly build something overnight. I, I, I don't doubt that you can build fast. Now, I don't think you can scale fast to like from like an MVP or like a, a usable product to a scalable functioning mm-hmm. long-term product. But yep. I do think, I mean, stuff can be built in a day, in a weekend, right? Um, maybe you don't get all your customers on it. Maybe you get a few people, right? Um, but yeah, you can, you can kind of scale. So like, you know, in the agency world, maybe we would offer like an audit service or maybe we would offer like a, Hey, here's a one month plan. You you know, I'm just thinking out loud here of like, those are things we would never do before, but maybe now it is a time we would be willing to do a one month thing or like a, um, you know, a week by week installment and payments. And I'm not saying we do any of this. I'm just saying like, those are random ideas that like, if we said that, if I came up with you came to you with that idea you'd be like that's a stupid thing but now it's like maybe it would work you know so it's interesting yeah it's interesting on that point because i think um like i think everybody and this is including ourselves and this is something that we've done is question all the assumptions which you ever had you know you don't get good leads from search well you don't know who the leads are anymore first of all um your facebook ads doesn't convert actually it kind of does depending on what you say right like or yeah, yeah this service that's not profitable. Well, that service is in demand right now. And you know, the thing which you were selling before is, but that's basically stopped selling. Right. And so I think, um, um, uh, it is that startup mode. It is that kind of thinking behind questioning everything, changing things quickly and creating, creating a model which allows you to change fast. Yeah. Like say for example, the changes on our website before we had like the 10 sales pages, but now we've got three, you know, because well, a, we're not selling 10 things anymore. We're selling kind of the one thing, right? Like at the moment, right? Which is helping organizations survive this thing, you know? And so thinking differently, you know, I think is important. I also think you really only need one good offer right now to go to market with, right? I think a lot of companies, the challenge um, is they're not getting enough sales. So you can solve that with one fantastic product, one fantastic offer and a good promotion strategy. You don't need to sell 10 things at the moment, except, except if you sell e-commerce stuff, obviously, right? But just from a service yeah. perspective, you know, you just need one, one solid thing that can go to market, that talks to the market that you can engage with them on, you know? Yeah. One thing I want to add, I know we, we talked for like 55 minutes about the dreary present and future that's going to happen of like things suck, you're going to be on their toes, whatever. But I think that there is a lot of good. One is innovation, right? Um, when people get laid off, when people get fired, when a mass amount of stuff changes, yeah. this is when the world innovates, right? Yeah. Um, most people like, I never would buy groceries online. Everybody's buying groceries online because they don't want to get sick, right? Like it is a booming market, right? Like online education used to be something that like no one would take seriously. My two, you know, my 18 month old is, is going to school online. Like he's like every, every day he does like an hour with his teachers and peers. Right. And he can point to a zoom and point his friends out. Like I would never have thought about that a long time ago. Debatable if that's good or not at this age, but uh, that's yep. no time. But like online education, right. is a big thing. Maybe that's the shift in the business model from like universities to um, online education. Um, maybe, you know, telemedicine, right? Those are two industries I think are going to be changing very quickly, right? So although there is a really bad time in the world, can you get into those markets? How can, you know, so 
think about how you can innovate. And then the other part of this is like, there will be in some industries or in a lot of industries, a surge of people coming into the market, right? So e-commerce, maybe there's a surge of people building e-commerce stores. And right. if that's the case, if you're a service business, how can you tier towards new e-commerce stores? Um, exactly. So adjust your offering, adjust. And, and maybe this is just temporary in terms of like your offering, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's a super point. Um, just the final point around um, um, this whole scenario that we find ourselves in is that you're quite well known um, in the content marketing space, right? Um, and like, if anyone just has a look online, they'll find a lot of stuff about that um, to do with Sujan Patel. Yeah. Um, but what are you seeing right now from a content marketing perspective? Because, you know, we keep hearing that content is being devoured right now, right? Like, yeah, some, yeah, there's like quite a lot of organizations that aren't investing money, but content is just kind of there right now. So, and now it's getting very crowded, right? Um, and so, you, how would or what would be the advice to people who are looking to create content that stands out? Yeah. So I think, uh, so first and foremost, repurposing or reusing some of your best content is, the, is, is a good time. Like right now is perfect. Just change the messaging. Okay. Bundle it together and maybe make like a table of contents and link all your best content together and say, Hey, this is the corona, like this is your guide to boredom, right? Like read this, um, or this is what you can do to learn a new skill, right? Like I said, I'm, I'm watching all of the product management courses out there, right? Uh, or not course, uh, lectures out there and uh, yep. off of past conferences. I mean, like, again, just repackage stuff. Now on that same light, think about like, you're tried and true, like we're a SaaS business for sales, but guess what? People working remote and doing remote sales is a topically relevant, thing right now it's it's very current events not so much a thing that would care about like we all the conferences in the sales space went virtual i mean conferences everyone went, went virtual right but we can create a content library that's like here's all the free stuff you can consume right yep. or like there's all these virtual conferences people don't have time here's the key takeaways from them right um there's so much angles and things you can do to play so another thing is like here's your nightly learning here's your here's your weekend guide to boredom right um stuff like that um so he, so it sounds like you're a bit bored i think you mentioned that example <laughs> yeah. the guide well, to I mean, boredom <laughs> well i think a lot of people say they're bored that, that's a common thing i'm hearing about when i think bored is not the right word. I think it's like unable to do, unable to do the things that they normally want to do. Yeah, they need sure. to fill the void because they don't want to think about the other stuff, right? They're tired about coronavirus thoughts. They're consuming information. If you can get them to read something else, right? Um, so, what kind of content are you talking about now? Are you talking about articles? Are you talking about videos? Like, are you talking about you know the big pieces of content? Like, what are you? talking about right now i would keep it short and punchy right now um like something digestible from your phone um an email newsletter is good um video is great right i think if you can um i think videos has worked since day one i think you might have to move to platforms like social like facebook and and linkedin and and twitter where people are spending more of their time and you know a friend of mine um chris winfield is like he's in the pr space and he's like yeah, you can still do PR right now. It just 
try to work your way into the things people are talking about, right? So think about whatever business you do, right? So for us at Mailshake, it's sales. How do you do sales right now? I talked to you a lot about random things you can do to sell right now. Like, so it's just thinking about how you can shove whatever topic and category you're in into slices of current events that are happening now. Super point. I think, um, yeah, I think the good way to think about it is to focus on the industry um, and c- combine the industry uh, basically with the current challenge, right? Like that's what you're saying, right? Like it's not about you. Don't talk about you. <laughs> That's not what it's about. Speak about because that's all the emails that I've ever received in the last four or five weeks is like, it's all about their company and that they're surviving and all that's not content. That's just a waste of people's time. Instead, just focus on course. Cool, so how do you progress the industry right now? And you know, so how do you support this thing in this industry? Right. And I think, um, that's a super point. Um, we're out of time. Um, trying to keep it kind of on point. Um, I will give a quick plug to mailshake.com. Um, that's the outreach software that we use. Um, it's highly recommended and it's very, um, it's very um, reasonably priced um, compared to all the other software out there. Um, it's highly recommended. I mean, I use it, um, which is obvious. Um, <laughs> um, um, but look, thanks so much for your time, Sujin. Um, and I know you've got a challenge with like 18 month and twins on the way and trying to keep everything together. So like, I do appreciate um your time and um, sharing of your stories. Um, it's very much appreciated, mate. Yeah, my pleasure. Man. And everyone that wants to get in touch or whatnot, just uh, um, tweet at me or find me on LinkedIn. Pretty active. And also you can check him out at sujinpatel.com as well. You know, um, there's a lot of fantastic information yeah. around content marketing and stuff like that. Yeah, I have so many sites. You might have to do like a credit roll of like all the things <laughs> to plug yeah. in. But look, I, I'm around if anyone needs help. Thank, uh, thanks for having me, Alex. Thanks, Sujin. Speak to you soon, mate. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Growth Manifesto podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. For more episodes, please visit growthmanifesto.com forward slash podcast.